0: Please put your hands together uh, for U.S. Senator from California, Kamala Harris. As-salamu alaykum,
1: everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10. We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA,
0: Shame on I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents.
1: So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America.
0: Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. God bless Hi, everyone. Hi. Wow. I'm at the Iowa State Fair. Box. I'm so excited to be here and thrilled. And I just want to thank everyone here because this is one of the great American traditions. And this is really about what we know about who we are. And so I just want to thank you all. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be with you. So, so let's just get started. I've only got 20 minutes. I could go on for hours, but I've got 20 minutes. So here it is. Um, I think we all know. This is an inflection moment in the history of our country. This is a moment in time that is requiring us, each as individuals and collectively, to look in a mirror and ask a question. That question being, who are we? And I think we all know part of the answer to that question is we are better than this. So this is a moment in time that is requiring us to fight for the best of who we are and fight we will, and this is not a new fight for us. We, as Americans, have always been in the business of fighting for the best of who we are and fighting for our ideals. And I'll tell you, I'm a daughter of fighters. My parents met when they were active in the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s. My sister and I, Maya, we joke we grew up surrounded by a bunch of adults who spent full time marching and shouting about this thing called justice. And in fact, many of the heroes of that movement were the lawyers who understood how to translate the passion from the streets to the courtrooms of our country and remind folks of that promise we articulated in 1776 that we are all equal and should be treated that way, which is what inspired me to want to become a lawyer. So we are fighters, and we are born of fighters. And I'll tell you, I was raised also by a mother, my sister Maya and I, our mother, um, she was all five feet tall. But if you ever met our mother, you would have thought she was 10 feet tall. And she was fierce. You know, she was the kind of parent who would say to us, she'd say to me all the time, Kamala, you may be the first to do many things, make sure you're not the last. She'd say, don't you ever let anyone tell you who you are, you tell them who you are. She said, your life should be judged based on service to others, not self-interest. And my mother, she was tough. If you ever came home in our house, if you ever came home complaining about something, our mother would look at you with a straight face, one hand probably on a hip, and she'd say, well, what are you going to do about it? So I decided to run for President of the United States. (laughs) There you go. So let's talk for a moment about the current occupant of the White House, shall we? It's context. It's context. So here's a guy who came into office on a slogan that was about make America great again, which, of course, for many of us said, well, again, exactly for whom? But also it was backward thinking, right? And it it caused us all to ask, you know, back to what? Back before the Voting Rights Act, back before the Civil Rights Act, back before the Fair Housing Act, back before federal minimum wage, back before Roe v. Wade, because we're not going back. We're not going back. And he came in office making all kinds of promises to folks, and in particular, working people, everyone from farmers here in Iowa to auto workers came in making all kinds of promises about how he was going to help out working people. And then what do he do? He passes a tax bill benefiting the top 1% and the biggest corporations in this country. Then what happens? Engages in a so-called trade policy that was trade by tweet, born out of his fragile ego in a way that was about unilateral action that has resulted in farmers here in this great state looking at bankruptcy, soybeans rotting in bins. It is expected that hundreds of thousands of auto workers may be out of work by the end of the year because of his so-called trade policy. I call it the Trump trade tax. And here's the thing. He betrayed a lot of people. He betrayed a lot of people. So this obviously is an election about what we need to do to turn the page. But it is also about recognizing that we have to fight for the America we believe in, also knowing that we reject the voice that he has provided that has been about sowing hate and division among us. We reject that. It is not reflective of who we are. And I know it to be true. I know who we are. We all have so much more in common than what separates us. And the way I think about it is what I call the the three in the morning thought, You know, the thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night. Because here's the deal, for the vast majority of us, when we wake up in the middle of the night thinking that thought, it is never through the lens of the party with, with, with which we're registered to vote. For the vast majority of us, when we wake up thinking that thought, it is never through the lens of some simplistic demographic some pollster put us in. And for the vast majority of us, when we wake up thinking that thought, it usually has to do with one of just a very few things, our personal health, the health of our children, our parents. For so many, can I get a job, keep a job, pay the bills by the end of the month, retire with dignity? For our students, can I pay off those student loans? For so many families, can I help my family member get off their opioid addiction? The vast majority of us have so much more in common than what separates us, and that is part of the strength of who we are as a nation. So we will fight for that, and our fight is born out of that knowledge. And so, yes, we must turn the page, And this election is about more than that, because obviously, dude got to (laughs) go. So the point then is, let us also think about writing the next chapter, and doing that together and writing the next chapter based on the America we believe in. The America we believe in, where we say, you should only have to have one job, to have a roof over your head and put food on the table. An America we believe in, where we say, it is not okay that as of today in America, almost half of our families cannot afford a $400 unexpected expense. It is not reflective of the America we believe in. When in 99% of the counties in this country, if you're a minimum wage worker, you can't afford market rate for a one-bedroom apartment. It is not okay that last year in our country, 12 million people had to take out a loan of, on average, $400 from the payday lender at an interest rate often in excess of 300%. That is not the America we believe in. In the America we believe in, I will tell you, when we win this election, we're going to change the tax code as follows. For families that make less than $100,000 a year, they'll get up to a $6,000 tax credit that you could take home at up to $500 a month, which will make all the difference between those families getting through the end of the month or not. In the America we believe in, we will recognize that one of the things that keeps people up at night is the education of their children. And in the America we believe in, we will pay teachers their value. (laughs) Because right now, in America, we're looking at a situation where teachers, on average, are paid 11 percent less than similarly educated professionals. I have met more teachers here in Iowa and around the country who are working two, sometimes three jobs. Our teachers are coming, 94 percent of them, out of their own pocket to help pay for school supplies. And here's the thing. There are only two people, two groups of people raising our children. Parents, often with the assistance of grandparents and aunties and uncles and our teachers. We must pay them their value. So, in the America we believe in, we will put in place the first in our nation's history federal investment in closing the teacher pay gap. And here in Iowa, that's $12,200 a year. $12,200 a year. In many places, that's a year's worth of mortgage payments. $12,200 a year, that's a year's worth of grocery bills. $12,200 a year, that means putting a significant dent in student loan debt, which is one of the greatest barriers to our kids coming out of school and enjoying a profession for which they have a passion. In the America we believe in, our babies, elementary, middle, and high school students, will not have to go to school and endure a drill during which they are taught about how they need to hide in a closet or crouch in a corner in the event there is a mass shooter roaming the hallways of their school. Those children of ours who come home at night and ask, why did we have to have that drill? To which, of course, our response is, because there are supposed leaders in Washington, D.C., who have failed to have the courage to reject a false choice, which suggests you're either in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's guns away, who have failed to have the courage to agree. Fine if you want to go hunting, but we need reasonable gun safety laws in our country, including (laughs) universal background checks and a renewal of the assault weapons ban. And so, in the America we believe in, if Mitch McConnell doesn't call us back to vote on a bill, then when we are elected, I will give the United States Congress 100 days to pull their act together on this and put a bill on my desk for signature. And if they do not, I am prepared to take executive action to put in place a comprehensive background check requirement to require the ATF to take the licenses of gun dealers who violate the law and by executive action to ban the importation of assault weapons into our country. It is time to take action. In the America we believe in, we will agree that access to health care should be a right of everyone's and not a privilege of just those who can afford it. So we will put in place, knowing this is one of the issues that keeps people up at night, we will put in place a Medicare for all plan, which I have proposed, which will offer everyone healthcare without regard to cost, Put the insurance companies in check so there will be no deductibles, no co-pays. You will still have access to either a public or private plan and expand services and benefits because in the America we believe in, we know that this is a human rights issue, it is a civil rights issue, it is a moral issue and we must do better. In the America we believe in, We will agree that one of the issues that keeps us up at night is the security of our homeland, and we need to have a Commander-in-Chief who understands her greatest priority is concerning herself with the safety and security of our nation, as opposed to the current Commander-in-Chief, who, on the issue, of the fact of Russia's interference in the election of the President of the United States prefers to take the word of the Russian President over the word of the American intelligence community, who on the subject of an American student who was tortured and later died, prefers to take the word of a North Korean dictator over the word of the American intelligence community. That on the subject of a journalist who was assassinated, a journalist who had American credentials, prefers to take the word of a Saudi prince over the word of the American intelligence community. We need a new Commander-in-Chief. So, I'll say this. You know, listen, I know that a lot of us over the last two years and some months You know, we've been wondering, how is this all going to turn out? What's happening? You know, we've been throwing objects at that inanimate object called a television, (laughs) going through individual and group therapy, trying to figure it all out. But here's the thing I want to remind all of the friends. In our march toward 2020, let us remember that one of the greatest strengths about who we are as a nation and as a people is that by our very nature, we are aspirational. We are a nation that was founded on noble ideals. The ideals that were present when we wrote the Constitution of the United States and all of its amendments and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence And those words we spoke in 1776, that we are all equal and should be treated that way, we are aspirational. We are also clear-eyed. We've not yet reached those ideals. But the strength of who we are is we always fight to get there. And so fight we will. And fight we must knowing this is a fight that is born out of optimism. This is a fight that is born out of knowing what can be and believing in what can be unburdened by what has been. This is a fight that is not only for the soul of our country. This is a fight born out of love of country. And this, therefore, is a fight we will win. Thank you, Iowa. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Iowa. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment.
1: This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all. Rainbow. It's a very mean very and mean nasty place. place And I don't care how tough care how, up, you are It will beat you, it you to your knees And keep you T- there permanently, permanently You, me or nobody, nobody, nobody Is gonna hit as hard as life Ask Yes we can What your country can do for you I have a dream Ask what you can do for your country My poor little children Yes we can tell you things are bad everybody knows things are bad it's a, it's a depression in this lifetime you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself it about it you hit hit. it's about how hard you can't get and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward that's how winning it is done welcome to public access america yes we can now on instagram and soundcloud he wanted to run out of that tunnel. On Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, the Stitcher Smoke Smoke. Pod, and more. Yes, we can. can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. are you Senator Harris uniquely qualified to march through and smash down Trump's bloody Sunday wall
0: so part of what needs to happen is this to get through and turn the next page to write the next chapter we need to be able to successfully prosecute the case against four more years of Donald Trump and I think it will take a prosecutor to do that and we got a rap sheet and it's long. Let's look at the evidence. A tax bill that benefits the top 1 percent and the biggest corporations in America, to the point that 60 of the biggest corporations in the United States paid no taxes last year. Who here paid no taxes last year? Let's talk about the trade policy that is resulting in direct harm to working families in America. Let's talk about a policy that is about putting babies in cages and separating children from their parents in the name of border security when, in fact, what it is is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government. (laughs) Let's talk about a failure to recognize, and our farmers and everybody here knows it, Climate change is real. It is a crisis. It is caused by human behaviors, which can be changed without much change to our lifestyle. It represents an existential threat to who we are as human beings. And we can do something about it instead of the current occupant of the White House, who is pushing science fiction instead of science fact to our collective peril. He talks about wind turbines. Look, here in Iowa, you guys are a leader in this. 40% of Iowa's electricity comes from renewable energies. You're a model, but yet we got the guy in the White House who is saying wind turbines cause cancer. I love Governor Inslee's line. I'm gonna give him a hat tip on it. He says, Turbines don't cause cancer. They cause jobs. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to be able to prosecute the case against him. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, the pundits will talk about and compare, and I think overly compare, 2016 to 2020. 2020 will not be 2016. 2020 will not be 2016. There is now. I call it a rap sheet. There is now a lot of evidence that has spoken to the American people who know those who believed in him were betrayed, who know that we expect that the person who occupies that most precious seat, which is our government, not his. That is, we are a government for the people, by the people, of the people. We expect that the President of the United States will always know that when she has this microphone in her hand, It is a very, very powerful force, and must always be used not to beat people down, but to lift people up. That's who we are. And so my time is up. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Cassowitz, Benson & Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Cassowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Have you discussed it with anyone? Would you talk to Be sure about your answer. I'm asking you a very direct question, yes or no? Yes or no? Sir, please answer the question. I'll ask again. I asked the question just a minute ago. I'm um, sorry you forgot. I wouldn't... I wouldn't. Up. Hey guys, you know what? America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're gonna put food on their table. I will repeat, I repeat it. it. I will had, had he been clear, I would like to speak on the issue of race. I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal. It was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on segregation of race in this country. You also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public school. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. I will also immediately put in place a meaningful process for reviewing the cases for asylum i will release children from cages i will get rid of the private detention centers uh, attorney general Barr, has the president or anyone at the white house ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone yes or no yes, yes or no, no. Please seems sir. you'd remember Please something sir. like that and be able to tell us so you're not denying that you've spoken well, you. I,
1: I said i don't remember anything like that
0: okay i'll move on okay. clearly you're not going to answer the question